Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Alan Cheney from Cloverdale Church of God, uh, sitting in again uh, today for Pastor Tom. I'm so glad to report that he is beginning to feel much, much better. And so again, thank you so much for your prayers for him. I know he greatly appreciates that. And it's sure been my pleasure to be with you the last several days and to help out Tom. Tom and I have been good friends for a long, long time. I started attending Cloverdale in 1992 with my wife right after we got married and uh, became good friends with Tom and Denise and the rest of the church family very quickly. And then in 1996, I became the youth pastor. And as they say, the rest is history. And now I've returned from pastoring a church in Oregon for 17 years and am helping Tom as he begins to slowly move into retirement. He's still working full-time at the church. We just switched roles this last January, and everything is just going fantastic. So I am so appreciative to Cloverdale Church and Pastor Tom for everything that they have meant to me and my wife and done for our ministry as we have served the Lord together for many years now. Well, as you have probably been listening, uh, we have been looking at a very famous prophecy in the book of Isaiah this Advent season, one of the most uh, famous prophecies that talks about the birth of Jesus and what he will be called. And we've been looking at these descriptions of Jesus' name. Let me read that passage. It's Isaiah 9.6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Today we're going to take a look at that description of Everlasting Father in a little bit more detail. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, again, we thank you so much that you have given us your word, and you had everything set in motion for hundreds and hundreds of years to send us a Savior that we would know who God is, that we would know what he is like, that we would know his purpose and plan for our life. And Lord, as we continue to look into your word and these descriptions that Isaiah gave of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would just open our hearts, open our minds, that we might grow closer to you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Monday we looked at wonderful counselor and what that means that Jesus is our counselor. We then on Tuesday looked at Mighty God and what that describes of Jesus' character. Today, like I said, wanted to take a peek just a little bit more at Everlasting Father. Now, I think, again, this term clearly references Jesus' deity, making sure that we understand the Trinity, that Jesus is one with the Father. Of course, Jesus made lots of references uh, throughout the Gospels that he is one with the Father, that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so I believe this is clearly. This description, Everlasting Father, helps us to understand that as well. But I just wanted to think about that a little bit more. What does it mean that Jesus is our Everlasting Father? Well, I think one of the most important things that it means to me is that Jesus, as our Everlasting Father, is always going to keep his promises. Years ago, I read somebody looked through the Bible and said that there are over 7,000 promises of God to us in the scriptures. That's amazing. And that tells us part of the nature and the character of God, that he is a faithful God. He is a promise-keeping God. And I believe that is one of the descriptions of Jesus here in Isaiah 9-6, this everlasting father description. And we see this all throughout the scripture, that God keeps his promises. Those who are faithful to him, he is faithful to them. And God is even faithful to his own nature and character 
regardless of whether or not we are faithful to him. And there's lots of instances of this. In fact, Hebrews 1.3 says the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. So Jesus reveals the, the glory, the power, the majesty, the very nature of God in his life. And again, as we said, one of those character qualities is that God keeps his promises, all of these many promises that he has given to us in his word. I remember hearing this phrase a lot growing up, you're only as good as your word. And I don't know if we really consider that as much as we ought to anymore, but that is so important. The character of a person is really only as good as their word and if they keep their word. And Jesus does that every single time. It means that through his mighty power, he sustains everything. Recently, we looked at that passage that talked about in John chapter 1 that Jesus was there at creation. In fact, everything was made because of Jesus and through Jesus, and he sustains everything. And so I think one of these qualities that we can understand in this description of everlasting father is that Jesus, just by the very, his word, just he can bring things into existence. Creation was brought about just through God speaking it uh, into existence. And sadly, I think these days we have an awful lot of people, sadly, including some Christians who are buying into this whole concept of evolution. And they even say, well, God used evolution to bring about the creation of the world. And of course, we weren't there. We, we weren't there to see it. So we don't know. And yet what we do know is the scripture says that it was by the word of God that everything was created. And so I don't know about you, but I am certainly going to lean on the word of God as opposed to theories and ideas trying to twist modern culture into our faith instead of just simply believing what the scripture says. David said in Psalm 46, 1 through 3, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. God is everlasting father over everything, creation over our lives. And we can depend on that. David also said in Psalm 84, 11, for the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. For those who trust in the promises of God, that God again will show himself faithful uh, to those who are looking for him to be their everlasting father. And then, of course, this whole concept of him being our everlasting father is that we are going to be with him for all eternity. And I think we as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to have that perspective more. We get so caught up, and I, it's easy to do. We get caught up with the, the concerns and the circumstances of our life in the here and now, and we need to see through the lens of eternity. The Apostle Paul had an amazing way of doing this. I love that short little phrase that he uses, to live is Christ and to die is gain. I think that sums up the way we ought to live, understanding that Jesus, that God is our everlasting father, that we have this home awaiting us in heaven. In fact, Jesus said in John 14, 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. 
And so we have this amazing place, heaven, to look forward to that is not going to be bound by the consequences of sin. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more suffering. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more disease. And in the grand scheme of eternity, we are going to be experiencing that reality far more than we are the one that we see here and now. In fact, again, the scripture tells us that what we see now is only temporary, but what we cannot see is eternal. And that is one of the things that we can understand in Isaiah's description of Jesus being our everlasting Father. And so I would encourage you this Christmas season to take some time to consider what this means to you. If Isaiah said that Jesus is going to be called our everlasting Father, then meditate for a little bit, maybe today, maybe tonight, on what does that mean to you? And it means some amazing things, that God has this plan that's stretching all the way into eternity, that he's going to be our Father, that he is perfectly suited to fulfill his promises, not just in our lives today, not just for 60, 70, 80 years while we're here on this planet, but he is going to faithfully fulfill his promises in our life for an eternity. And then how does that realization play into our lives today? What choices, what decisions would we make differently in light of eternity as opposed to being so worried and stressed and consumed with the cares of this world? I hope that this Christmas that you will take some time to to really internalize and to really think about that reality that yes, there's a lot of bad stuff that happens in this life and happens in this world. There's evil. There is real evil in this world. Jesus said, in this life, you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And part of that overcoming is his everlasting father nature. And so again, this Christmas, how might that change your celebration? How might that understanding of this everlasting that God has always been and always will be, how does that change your perspective and add a new dimension to your celebration at Christmas? But then not only Christmas, we should be, as Jesus people, we should be celebrating his nature every single day, and it should be making a difference in our character as well. In fact, we were created in the image of God, and then Jesus modeled what that, that creation is, what that character is, that we ought to then emulate, that we can then reflect as his people. And what a difference that would make. What lives would be changed when we lived our lives as Jesus in this world. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your everlasting nature. Thank you for your amazing promises to us. Promises such as you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. And so, Lord, I ask that for everybody listening today, that we would take time to meditate and to consider what does that mean? Not only that you are faithful to your promises, but you are preparing a place for us for all eternity. We want to celebrate that this Christmas. And so, dear Jesus, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you will be very real very real to each and every one of us, that we understand your nature, that we might be able to reflect that to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, it's been a pleasure being with you today. I'll be here with you again tomorrow, and I'm really looking forward to it. God bless you. Have a great day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.